Welcome to another in our ongoing series of podcasts of recent facilitators of the Inclusive Leadership in a Virtual World Every Wednesday program. Today we have Lewis Brown Griggs, a coach and advocate for a greater understanding and raising consciousness of diversity, equity, and inclusion and belonging for his targeted demographic, white men, a key ally group in the current conversation on DEIB for many communities of color. I'm deeply appreciative of the work that he has dedicated his life to. He's taking the privilege that he received from his family background and phenomenal education and using that privilege to benefit others and to society as a whole. And I'm Steve Tarasaki, an executive coach guiding trailblazing leaders to find their right path to leadership success. Right path is tied directly to my company's name, Seido Consulting, which are the two Japanese characters, Sei, meaning correct or right, and do as in judo or dojo, meaning the way of or the path. So my coaching approach is captured in my recent book, Right Path Leadership. Lewis facilitated a wonderful session for ILVW on being and becoming with a capital B-E for being and a capital B-E for becoming. So first of all, thank you, Lewis, for bringing this topic to ILVW and how we each own our own sense of who we are, the B, and how it informs who we become, the B in becoming. And welcome to today's ILBW podcast. Thank you. You know, I love that we're talking about the right path because I didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up and I didn't know what the right path was. In spite of privilege, being able to do anything, when I was asked once, what is it that keeps you from being all you're capable of being? Well, I I didn't know. I didn't think I needed to know because I could do it. But wow, that arrogance got me in trouble. And uh, so, What is unique is that even though I'm a stereotype, I'm 14th generation, all Anglo since the Mayflower, privately educated at Amherst College and Stanford Business School. I'm a straight, white, cisgendered, you know, Protestant male. That looks like a lot of white male leaders. And yet, I don't even use the word but anymore. I focused my entire career after graduating from business school on cultural diversity because I learned that my own ethnocentrism raised when I grew up with privilege in in my own tribe or culture or class or caste limited me from being able to communicate or bridge with anybody different than that. Well, when you're in a group so small as mine, thinking that you're either better than or no more or have power over, whoa, what a weak way to start relating. You know, in business at all, much less in life. So I learned that, no, I had to learn how to do the bridging. So I've been doing cultural diversity work since the 80s. And that's how I got into it. So that's what makes me unique is that I look like a stereotype, but I'm doing a very personal aspect of diversity consciousness raising in our own self-interest. So, you know, I framed three questions and I think you've already answered the first one here. But let's let's jump into th- these questions that we all ask each of our facilitators. So the first one is, um, and you kind of answered this already, but what's unique about you as an inclusive leader? Well, that's why I answered it that way, because I, the unique part isn't my stereotype. That's the stereotype. And that's why I was chosen in a way or called or my life's purpose is to break out of the limitations of my own ethnocentric stereotype and learn in my own self-interest, not out of charity or, or legal compliance or even behavioral compliance, 
I had the opportunity to learn what an amazing gift it is to learn how to relate and hear and feel and value the diversity of everybody different than I am as a gift in the workplace and almost as the core to the business case. It may sound strange. It's the soft side, the personal work, but it's the most important work. Yes, definitely. So in the work you're currently doing, what are you striving for? I'm actually striving to help other white men like myself, no shame, no blame, to actually discover in our own self-interest that the way to enhance our management or leadership skill, our own fuller self as leaders, is to be able not to manage over or under anyone, but to manage with true equity, to really treat every employee in, in equal ways in our relationship, even though we have different jobs, okay, whether they're above or below or beside or clients, it doesn't matter. The relationship needs to be equitable so that we can actually value the differences that the other brings to us to achieve our common goal better than they could if they were just like us. That's I, love that. I, I love that idea of equitable relationships. Mm-hmm. It's so important as we, as we begin to um, interact with each other in ways that bring us all together at a, at a unique level that we can all be be supportive in. Critically. See, you already get it, but I didn't. And not all of my brothers gets it. So, But it's our self-interest to be able to do that. Right, right. And so my final question is, how does the work that you're doing answer the question, what does the world need more of and why? The world needs more of all of our human diversity to be educated, to be healthy, that's in all of our self-interest, not just each one, so that we have the most amazing workplace of equity and inclusion and feeling of belonging. And we have the most amazing democracies instead of autocracies. We have the most amazing economies. Okay, We have the most amazing families. That if we're simultaneously all one in our humanity together, breathing the same air, etc. But we're uniquely different, every single one of us bringing our own full selves to whatever our relationships are, from the boardroom to the bedroom, at the grocery store, in the workplace, among our family members. Literally, it's all about relationship. And in the business case, that is the greatest asset is our human resources and our human diversity. Well, that's wonderful. That's a great, great Great goal, and really, it, it, I agree that it's really something that the world really does need more of, right? I'm glad you agree. Good. We've made progress. But. Yes. <laughs> so, Lewis, it's been an honor to have you here today and be able to record this conversation for our audience. Lewis, do you want to tell our audience where they might find more information about you and your work? Sure. Thank you. My email is Lewis, L-E-W-I-S, right? The British word. <laughs> at my last name, Griggs, G-R-I-G-G-S dot com. That's my original website, Griggs.com. It's a little old. I'll have to renovate it, but it's Lewis at Griggs.com. Or my LinkedIn page is my full name, Lewis Brown Griggs. Or my YouTube page that has all 23 of my award-winning diversity videos on it for free now. You know, in the 80s and 90s, I made my living that way, but no, they're for free. Okay, and I also did a book called Value and Diversity. So look at my YouTube page, but in that case, go to Griggs Productions, which is what I was when I produced all the videos, and you'll get to see them and and probably this 
and all my other interviews on that page. That's, that's really wonderful. So, of course, and of course, for everyone listening, please come to our weekly 10 a.m. ILVW sessions where Lewis and other our other great facilitators are often in the gallery with you. And th Lewis, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. And I second that. I go to yeah. those Wednesday meetings. You should all join us. Yes. Yes. They're wonderful, right? The best, um, the most illuminating 60 minutes of your week. <laughs> that's all right. I agree. All right. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much again. And um, we'll turn this over to end this, this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. That was fun. Thank you.